Hello, and welcome to episode 162 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week, we are going to talk about some of the sweet new decks that have popped up and powerful cards that have shown up thanks to Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them in a whole bunch of different formats. So whatever format you play, there's probably something cool we're going to talk about. So if you want to find us on social media or find our Discord server, you can check our description and all those links are there. Yep, perfect. Uh, we also have a TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com, if you'd like to support the show. Or uh, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to our show notes. They get access to our pre-show. Um, and also once in a while, I send out little gifts. So if you want to chip in a couple bucks to Patreon and help support the show, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, also, we're trying something new with our YouTube channel. Uh, we are recording all of our episodes as video with our smiling faces and a little bit of background art or whatever. And we're going to upload those to YouTube. Yeah, smiling faces. Um, so make sure you head over there and check check out what we're doing there. Um, also, like the video kind of has like a weird blank area. And I don't really know what to put there. So if you guys have ideas of what you want to see next to our heads or like how you want this templated, I guess, um, leave, a, just leave a comment. Let us know. Or get at us any of the ways that are down in the description. Let us know what you want. We're here for you. Sounds good. All right, so we uh, both independently came to the same show idea, and we were simultaneously um, feverishly edit- editing the uh, the Google Doc. So yeah. um, while the power level in um, Kamigawa is relatively flat, and what I mean by that, like. Other than like Baseju that you look at and go like, yeah, you're kind of broken. Yeah. For the most part, the cards are of like a similar power level. So there's not any that are like hugely out of whack. There yeah. are a lot of like weird like pieces that fit together. Fiddly bits. Yeah, fiddly bits. Uh, the generation of game objects is That's happening. Right. And so it has had a relatively outsized impact on a number of formats. Mm-hmm. And while some of these decks might not raise to like tier one, they are like interesting players you need to be aware of and, you know, just neat things going on. So we're going to start in standard. Yep. And the first one is, oh, you, my friend, this is your, your jam. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it in a bunch of different formats, but the Anvil decks. I love yes. Oni Anvil. Like, ever since I saw that card, that's everything I want to do in a game of Magic. It's shuffling game objects between zones. It's incremental advantage. It's awesome. And the standard decks seem to be pretty cool. Um, they run typically the Deadly Dispute Shambling Ghast package. So you can, you know, turn your shambling ghast into either a removal spell or a couple treasures and a couple cards. Stay flat on cards, but end up kind of carrying your mana over. That package also makes game objects in the form of treasure tokens, which the deck really likes to use, especially since they're artifacts. Um, And then there's a bunch of different ways you can go from there. Um, Most of the decks also use the... 
uh, is it experimental synthesizer or whatever? Yeah. Um, they use that with the anvil cause that's kind of a way to like accrue some card advantage. Um, some of the decks are using the soul Mercati, soul ripper or whatever. Yeah. The, the one the in a black yeah, vehicle. Um, because that cares about sacrificing artifacts and creatures. And that's kind of all the deck wants to do. It's also an evasive threat. That's kind of hard to deal with. You have to hit it at instant speed. So it dodges a lot of the sweepers. Um, and then some of the decks are playing that dockside chef, the one mana enchantment mm-hmm. creature that lets you sack stuff to draw a card. Um, have you seen anything else that kind of stands out in that deck? I have brought up all of the uh, various Rakdos decks from Standard mm-hmm. on MTG Goldfish right now. Awesome. So I sadly it's not doing the like the thing. I can't get it to like compare decks, but um, so it's some mix of like kind of there's Shambling Ghast and uh, Valderan Epicure is another oh, one yeah, that yeah. shows up. Because, right, what does it do? It goes... It makes a game object. It makes two game objects. It makes the body. Yep. Uh, it deals a damage and makes a blood. Yep. Right? Uh, some of them are playing Blood Tithe Harvester. Yep. Uh, which makes a blood and a body. Mm-hmm. And then this one has a Kalen Reclusive Painter because it makes a body and another game object. Yeah, I don't. I think most of them have moved away from Kalein. That's um, either that's an outlier or that's like old tech. Yeah, and the, so I've seen. So looking at another one here, here's one with a Valdur and Bloodcaster. Uh, mm-hmm. So like just ways to make like random game objects that a lot mm-hmm. of them are like leaning on uh, the Deadly Dispute, the two dollar common or two dollars yeah. and fifty cent common from. Uh, the greatest selling set of all time, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, <laughs> sure, if you listen to Mark Rosewater, it is. Yeah. So it's a lot of things that like incidentally make artifacts and mm-hmm. then Oni called Anvil to eat them, experimental yep. synthesizer to get through cards. And a lot of them have, oh my gosh, Meat Hook Massacre. Oh yeah, just about all of them are playing Meat Hook Massacre. Yeah. Um, real quick, how much is a Meat Hook Massacre? I don't know, thirty bucks, forty bucks. Uh, forty-seven. Oh. Three of them are a hundred and forty dollars. Holy moly! Yeah, that's not okay. But um. I wonder how much my foil is. Whew. We might be able to tire. Yeah. Uh, um. It's only a couple dollars more. Okay. Okay. So. You've got this like engine of Anvil, which we talked about being some part of Cat Oven, where mm-hmm. like once you get the first one, it kind of just feeds itself. Yeah. Now, because you only get the token at the end of your turn when a creature dies, uh, you don't have the um, the like fact that it's a fog for mm-hmm. one creature, where like Cat was always probably just, like, intentional. Yes. Yes, like because it was at the end at the beginning of each end step. Yeah. Then it's just like a fog, and you can't ever attack on the ground. So like you have this like these like little engines and all these things that are giving you extra pieces of cardboard. Mm-hmm. And 
you just kind of like combination like accrue value plus like you know get in chip damage slash you know with the soul ripper get in big chunks of damage the soul yeah i think oh go ahead i was just gonna say i think for the most part like this is very much an engine deck you're trying to put an engine together and then kill over the course of whenever you get around to it the um the soul ripper definitely helps speed the process up but at some point they're going to find an answer to it and you don't have like another source of big chunks of damage so the deck really wants to get you know one or two good hits in with the soul ripper and then kind of finish the game out with either anvil pings or you know the odd voldaren epicure here or there or drains with um Meat Hook Massacre. Yeah, I lost the game to an opponent with like a full board who Meat Hook Massacred for one. And as yeah. a result, did like seven to me. Yeah. So if you yeah, look. I closed a bunch of games that I just, you know, hit Massacre on one and, you know, killed two tokens and an Epicure and like drained them out. So what's interesting is if you go through Goldfish, mm-hmm. um, you have. Uh, I guess I'm going through. Uh, just results from like a croquis list, a croquis yeah. tournament. But there are like a bunch of different builds of the deck. Like there's, there's, this is from a croquis tournament, uh, Rakdos Sacrifice, Rakdos Tokens, right? There's yeah. like all kind of the same, it's the same deck, just like slightly dressed up. But most recent event from the 21st is the, is the one that uh, Saffron Olive played at the end of the Turtle Prison with the Stencia Uprising, which can't be right. Yeah. Uh, I refuse um, to believe that, that is the right card. Jerry Thompson also did an article on this for Star City this week. That's the list that I've been playing around with. Okay. I, I've not seen that. Yeah. But, so, like, you have this core shell of things, and it's... It's a solid deck and like Anvil Anvil gets better as you let go back in formats mm-hmm. and you have uh like just more random stuff. Yeah, different things to feed it. Yeah. Alright, next up is um plug is the is a version of the deck I played in a video this week that went up <laughs> uh that went up Monday. Yeah. And that is Super you have it here. Cool. Enchantress Reanimator, I think I'm leaning towards like standard Bant Living End. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure, like I called it something that people re- would recognize. Fair. I don't know that many of our listeners know what Living End is. So Yeah. So um, basically, you're trying to use the channel creatures that are enchantments and artifacts. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to fill your graveyard with those preferably for some sort of value and then on the uh there's brilliant restoration which is three white 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 that returns so many whites so many whites you have to play so many planes uh which returns uh artifacts and enchantments from your graveyard to the battlefield so you're playing uh colossal sky turtle Mm -hmm. right it serves as a like part of an engine with the like return a permanent part of it. Plus it sir. Plus it uh, serves as early interaction with the bounce mode. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you're playing uh, the mirror shell crab that is a uh, a counter spell. Yep. And you're playing uh, the tanuki uh, because it serves as a uh, ramp. Mm-hmm. And I was playing the the samurai that you pay to, and you get a planes. You, you channel gain a couple it for life. planes. It doesn't gain life. Yeah, it does. It, Gains two life. It does? Yeah. Oh, this card's better than I thought. The 4-4 four, four Vigilant yeah. Enchantment Creature. Yeah. It ga- oh, wow. I I played that deck for like three hours and never realized it gained me life. <laughs> yeah, it gains you two life. Okay, cool. Anyway, I was playing those, and then you just try to get the game to a point where you can resolve your big spell. And put like 20 power on the board and you hope it's good enough. Yeah. But you're also like you're accruing a bunch of value. And I also had a Shigeki in the deck. The one on a green one three enchantment creature that lets you tap it and pay tap it and pay one on the green and look at the top four cards of your library and put a land on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So I was playing that because it has the channel for green green XX get back X cards non-legendary yep. cards so with that and colossal sky turtle you can just start looping your deck or looping mm-hmm. your graveyard so you're like i'll shigeki for three tap eight mana get back a sky turtle and two other things and then play a spell or two sky turtle get back shigeki get back now hopefully four cards with shigeki Mm-hmm. One of them is a Sky Turtle. So you can just like grind your opponent out that way as well. So, a lot of mana, though. Very mana intensive. It is, but you are ramping. Yep. But you're hoping to get to a point where like you've just buried your opponent and you're just like, I have to go over the top of you now. So all of those like turtle bounce spells that like are, you know, uh, tempo negative kind of mm-hmm. plays. Or, you know, or card disadvantage, and then you're just like, oh, eh, it's fine. I'll get back four cards and I'll make up for the fact that I spent a bunch of them bouncing dumb stuff. Yeah. Um, also, you can bounce a Goldspan Dragon with a turtle and not give them a treasure. Nice. Because it's only the target of a spell, not ability. Yep. Also, um, the Greater Tanuki, mm-hmm. uh, that. That uh, you know, three mana ramp spell is instant speed. So mm-hmm. you can, so you can, you can like, hold pa- up your crab and then tanuki instead. Exactly. So it gives you something to do with that mana. Yep. So that's something to keep in mind. But that deck, the version I played, I think needs work, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. If you can, if you can shore up your game against uh, aggro. Mm-hmm. Uh. Like, you can go over the top of most everything else. Yeah. So, uh, Historic. More Anvil. More Anvil. Anvil's <laughs> going to come up a lot. I think yeah, it's pretty much just the same deck, right? Uh, No, that you get Cat Oven, which makes the deck insane. Oh, so you're like, you're. this is playing the food package. Um, There's, yes, there's... At least that part of the food package. Not all of them play all of the food package, but most of them play cat oven as well. Because if you return a cat, you 
get to make your guy, which then gives you extra food for your anvil. Gotcha. So, um, the version that I've been playing is just the Jun food deck with anvils thrown in. Okay. Um, and it's pretty sick. It's makes all of the game objects and sacrifices all of the game objects. Um, the version that I was playing, I actually pulled off of our Discord. Somebody posted it up, and I thought it looked like a blast, so I started playing with it. Tweaked it a little bit, very little, um, and was kind of just rocking that most of the week. Um, but it, most of my wins came by tutoring up a Citadel with Karn. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you make so many game objects, you only need to hit, like, two or three cards off of your Citadel, and then you just kill them. You end up with a mayhem devil in the battlefield, and you can twenty them out of nowhere. You, you get so many foods and treasures and little construct tokens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just so, like accrue a ton of value. Yeah, and that version runs the uh, trail of crumbs too. So yeah, well, a little bit, a little bit heavier into the food package. Yeah, but um, with trail of crumbs though, like just getting to like draw cards and find more game objects. Find your anvil, yeah is is a big deal yeah so that version's really fun um i've been having a blast with it the there is a couple different rakdos versions floating around too um do you have it pulled up on goldfish is there anything Uh, you see there not for there's like one historic list there's more i have a pioneer list pulled up pulled up right now okay but there aren't a lot of uh uh historic stuff because there's not a lot of historic tournaments yeah, well, it's yeah, it's basically just the uh, whatever Wizards decides to publish, and I don't think they've published anything yet. Yeah. So, um, well, before we talk about Anvil and Pioneer, do you want to talk about the other historic deck? Oh yeah. So uh, Grease Fang is another uh, uh, card that's making waves in multiple formats. Um, so. There are a few versions of Grease Fang in Historic. Uh, you can play it. So you know the the trick is Grease Fang returns a vehicle from your graveyard to the battlefield, gives it haste, but you have to crew it. Mm-hmm. So Grease Fang crews a Parhelion just fine. Yep. And Parhelion, when it attacks, it makes two angels. So... Mm-hmm. The angels stay behind because you bounce the Parhelion, so you can attack for 13 on turn uh, three. Uh, three, and then attack for four with your angels on turn uh, five, or turn four, and you win the turn game. Four. Right now, uh, there was a short video from, uh, oh gosh, uh, Krim on MTG Goldfish, where he played this uh, Mardu version that uh, relied on Faithless Looting mm-hmm. and uh, Cathartic Pyre. Yep. Uh, as like the discard outlets, and it was fine. It was it folded to any kind of interaction. Yeah. Like at all. Um, Saffron Olive played a version of it in Pioneer that was Esper. But I think you could also play an Esper version in um, uh, what's it called? Whatever, historic. whatever in historic, right? So you lose like faithless looting, but keeping faithful mending 
and almost uh, faithful sleuthing. Almost faithful sleuthing. You also have your choice of charter course or thirst for knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, on a more. Uh, I was on more charter courses than thirst for knowledges when I was the the deck I built. I hadn't had a chance to yeah. play it yet. Um. But you get to do the same thing, but the blue version is a little more resilient, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, you can protect your grease fang better, you know. Exactly. You throw a couple uh, spell pierces or something in there, and uh, it plays a disruption protocol. Okay. The the counter spell that you either have to this either cancel or tap an artifact. Yeah. And it plays uh, some portable holes as mm-hmm. artifacts you can get to turn your thing into actual counter spell. Um, yeah, the sideboard had mystical disputes, but I think, uh, in the, in the list that I had seen played, I think that spell pierce is just better. Yeah. Right. Cause like, you need to counter, you need to get to turn four, play your grease fang and then counter their removal spell. Right. And the removal spell is not going to be blue. Right. Right. So you need that one mana to just spell pierce it and get your, get your thing through or like, now, if you want to go super hard, you'd be like, I'm just going to play God's Willing. Yeah, right? you can like, do that too. Like, I just want to make sure Grease Fang lives. I don't care. Um, So they also seem to be playing, like, uh, a lot of them are playing the new Tezzeret. Mm-hmm. Since it, like, it kind of crews vehicles. Yeah. And, uh, again, I haven't seen lists. But I saw of uh, the mirror in a video I watched where instead of playing Tezzeret, they played Karn. Yep. Because when it you... It also pseudo-cruise it. Yeah. It makes it an 8-8. Eight, eight, yeah. Which also makes two angels that are attacking. And sneakily, makes it so your opponent can't crew their Parhelion. Right. So it kind of like is... If you get to turn four, it can be your protection for Parhelion. Plus, uh, it can be... It, it can be your crew or for Parhelion plus your protection against the mirror. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it's it looks fun. I think the big problem in Historic, at least in Best of One Historic, I don't really dabble in Best of Three Historic, is um, everyone is super prepared for graveyard decks. Yeah. Because, like, the best deck in the format is, like, uh, Arclight Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then in best of one, you also have um, the random faithless looting reanimation decks. Yeah. Well, you also said, uh, I think we were talking about in the pre-show a little bit, all of the Luris decks play, you know, either a Misers or a couple Soul Guide Lanterns just as something to recur and draw cards with off Luris. So even if they're not specifically you know, looking to hate graveyards, they have the ability to in the main deck. Exactly. And, you know, what is it called? Oh, gosh, Cling the Dust. Isn't yep. an unplayable main deckable uh, uh, card. Right. And like I said, with the number of decks that uh, rely on the graveyard, particularly in Best of One, Historic, mm-hmm. like, if you, if you were like, I'm going to play... A cling to dust and two, um, what are they called? Two of the the soul guide lanterns. Soul guide lanterns. I wouldn't be like, that's a terrible idea. I don't do that. I'd be like, oh, I see it. Yeah, right. that makes sense. And um, so, 
most of what you've just described is legal and standard, though. Like, the only thing you don't have in standard is charter course, right? Uh, Parhelion. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's the part that matters. Kind of a big deal. I mean, the the 7-7 trample haste vehicle, right? Like, if you can... If you can Faithful Mending, discard it, Grease Fang, bash him for seven, mm-hmm. bounce it, flashback Faithful Mending, bash him for seven, like, yeah. that's a realistic, the same work. that's a realistic clock. Yeah. So, I, I don't think it's too, too bad. Um, I've also seen the, uh, the big boat. Yes. played like as a one or two of in this deck as well, just as something else to hit instead of Parhelion. Yeah. Like extra it, Parhelions. And like what the boat comes in, does three when it, when it hits the board and then yep. three when it attacks and yeah. that the boat is any target, right? Uh, no, it's creatures or planeswalkers. I think. Okay. So like you players. can't, you can't dome your opponent. Okay. <laughs> no, no, definitely. It doesn't hit for 12. But, I mean, getting to play it, like, if you hit that, and you're just like, okay, fine, like, hit you for six, kill two of your creatures, mm-hmm. right? Like, that is a, a let's air quotes, reasonable thing to do to someone on turn four. Yeah. So, no, I think that it's, it is uh, fine. Like, I think there were other builds of it, too, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're, like, you know, clearly, like, 1.1. Right, but you know, cards that are like so so or like uh, what is Valdurin Epicure? Right, gives you a body plus yep. it's an it's a discard outlet. It is. Uh, so like you have those kind of things as well. Like if it was a more low to the ground deck, that you were like you know, toolcraft exemplaring and being more aggressive, and mm-hmm. then oh yeah, by the way, you also have to deal with. The fact that I can, you know, 13 you out of nowhere after I, like, chipped away and did some random things. Yep. So, like, it could be more like uh, somewhere Anthony's going to be happy. It could be more like the old Mardu Vehicles deck Mm -hmm. that, like, you know, did some, like, aggressive vehicle-y things, but this just hasn't, like, an oops, you're dead button. Yeah. Where you're, like, you know, you could, like, Turn one, Toolcraft Exemplar. Two, turn two, Valduran Epicure, which turns on your Toolcraft to deal three. Then yeah, you discard like pseudo Thraben Inspector. Mm-hmm. And then you discard your uh, um, Parhelion to your uh, Blood Token. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, Grease Fang. Hey, look, I get to bring back my Parhelion. Lethal lethal you yeah like so there are there are other ways you could build it i think it's a deck that's probably like it's gonna be fun to build and tweak but then it's going to be like tier 1.5 yeah it'll probably be too fragile to yeah again over the meta like we said last week grease fang perfect card yeah yeah um so for pioneer again i already kind of touched on this but again it's a Grease Fang world. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we were talking in the pre-show. You said people are already calling out that it's a problem. I've 
I've seen some tweets that are kind of vague because I'm not super plugged into Pioneer. I try to pay attention, but yeah. they're like Pioneer is just turned into like who can do their thing the fastest. Like it's mm-hmm. just two decks running past each other, not yeah. interacting with each other. And it's like, okay. Um, and like that sounds very much like a, a Grease Fang kind of thing as mm-hmm. opposed to anything else, right? Like that is a... That is Grease Fang probably causing the problem. Yeah. Uh, but like like we said, it is a super fragile deck, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's vulnerable to a lot. Yeah. Ooh. So I'm just I just like typed in Grease Fang into uh Goldfish. And we yeah. got we got Esper Grease Fang. Yeah. Uh, with stubborn denial. Ooh. Because Stubby um, turns on... A Grease Fang turns on Stubby. It sure does. Uh, like, this is Forethought Seas. Like, thank you very much. Charter Choruses, Faithful Mendings, Fateful Absence, A Negate, Strategic Planning. Okay. Thir- uh, thirst for Knowledge and Dig Through Time. Yes. Right? So that's that's fine. That's what we were talking about. But right under it, right under it, there was mm-hmm. Abzan Grease Fang. Oh, okay. And I'm intrigued. Like, I've not seen this. So, okay, this is huh. this is Stitcher Supplier, Seder Wayfinder, which two cards that I can't get any happier for. Yep. Uh, so it's more of a mill deck than uh, Voice of Resur- Voice of Resurgence than Grease Fang. Hmm. Uh Ah, can't stay away. What's that? That is the white black return target creature mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oh yeah, okay. It gains that this creature would die exile instead. Yeah. Right. Um. So, you know, you could in theory turn to your uh your Parhelion. Yeah. Uh, and then uh. Deadly Disputes, Grizzly Salvages. So, but this is playing Azekis Chariots as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, as an additional like thing to get uh, to go along with Parhelion. So mm-hmm. this is interesting. It's probably, as someone who has played his fair share of mill decks, yeah, and like self mill and uh, like you know, dredgy like discard graveyard combo decks i always feel like i would much rather be on the side of the like draw discard Mm -hmm. right because like you can kind of read your opening hand a little bit better well you you also have an opportunity to interact a lot of times with the mill decks that's all you're trying to do is turbo mill yourself and you're not really giving your yourself a chance to react with yeah. the decks that like draw a discard, you can kind of sculpt the hand that can react as well as, you know, do your thing. Yeah. So like, you know, I'd much I'd you know, as much as I like like the Abzan play pattern and like I think that the the back for more is like super cute, right? Yeah. Um like that feels uh uh what's it called? That feels probably like not interactive enough compared to like I have stubborn denial and yeah. all this stuff. 
Um, I'm looking here. Here's there's a Mardu vehicles list mm-hmm. in this like random tournament that I just brought up. Uh, went five and two in a seven round event. Oh, uh, this is this is historic. We jump back a little bit, oh. but this this gets Esper Sentinel. Okay. And Goblin Engineer. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Right. So that guarantees to put your. Uh, this is this is historic. Goblin Engineers in historic. Yeah, I did not realize. Okay, but like Goblin Engineer is just four extra copies of mm-hmm. your Parhelion. Uh oh, they're only playing two Parhelion. They're playing two Parhelion and two Sovereign, uh, two Big Boat. Mm-hmm. So like you kind of have like a toolboxy package with your uh, Goblin Engineer, and you get Season Pyromancer. Yeah, so like I've seen a bunch of decks playing that too. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of ways to do this, but like yeah, like again, it's gonna be fun and it's not gonna be broken, which is great. Yep. Uh, for for uh, uh for context, real quick, this tournament the the February DGen Open, sponsored by <laughs> Ultra Pro. Um. <clears throat> First place, is it Phoenix? Second place, is it Phoenix? Third place, is it Phoenix? Seventh hmm. place, is it Phoenix? Uh, so, <laughs> different. What different, isn't it? What isn't, is it Phoenix? Uh, there's one food deck, one Azorius Control, one Azorius Auras Loris Edition, Ooh. and a Rakdos Arcanist. Fourth place, is it Phoenix? <laughs> so much Phoenix. So much Phoenix. But um, that is, I think, a deck that you can like have fun with, and you can find a version yeah. that makes it so you can like get the play style that you want. You can make it more aggressive, more all-in. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's a ton of fun. Good, clean magic. Yep. 13 points of damage on turn three good clean magic. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun to play and the turn with 12 power could clean magic uh, all right so we have more pioneer oh, sorry more anvil in pioneer yeah I, I think it's basically just the same thing as we're doing in historic um, yeah some sort of sacrifice shell it just kind of adds to the engine gives you more game objects I don't, I don't really think there's anything in pioneer that you get that you don't have in historic well i am gonna look and we're gonna see if we have more cool stuff yeah i saw one list and the only card that it ran that you didn't have in uh historic was um dreadbore okay so, so bring up Jun Sacrifice, and this is literally just the Jun Sacrifice deck that we all know and yeah. like borderline tolerate. Uh, yep, it gets Paseju as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, Paseju is now twenty seven dollars. We're moving in the right direction. <laughs> uh, Give it another and, week. Yeah, and then there's Rakdos Blood, which is I think the exact same deck that we had before uh it's playing croxa yeah he said croxa and dreadbore yeah yeah 
but otherwise it is the exact yeah it doesn't i guess the only thing it has that we don't have is terrarian terrarian's not on not in the stark i don't think but don't hold me to it it is not Hmm. no it is historically legal so yeah i guess it is like you're just playing the historic deck in pioneer yeah because, like I said, other than Dreadborn... Oh, there's one Westvale Abbey that I see. Okay. And Urborg. Yeah, and Urborg. So yeah. there's a couple little things, but by and large, it is basically... Basically, just a historic deck. Just a historic deck. And everything in the board is the same. Yeah. Um, kind of crazy uh, voltage surge is seeing play. <laughs> I mean, it is everything the deck wants to do right it's yeah a removal spell that also gets a big thing and lets you sack an artifact like yep, it's, that's it's just deep on mana yeah and right you have 10 creatures in the deck four of them or eight of them make a token when it comes into pl- when they come into play mm-hmm. and the other two are croxes yep and then yeah i do like the addition of blood fountain like i feel like it can, yeah. that could like find its way into the standard version i was playing blood fountain in the um the grease fang decks mm-hmm. because it lets you loot through to find um your parhelion or your grease fang and if they deal with your first grease fang you can get it back with the blood fountain yeah so like i could like this so looking at it Right, it's almost just the standard deck, right? Like the mm-hmm. core of it is the standard deck, right? You're you're changing your removal suite a little bit, but like at its core, it's the standard deck, right? And like, there's not a an a, an analog to Terrarian, but you go up an Experimental Synthesizer, maybe play something yep. that's a little bit worse in terms of, you know, maybe play a two mana artifact that draws you a card when it comes into play. Yeah. And like it's all good. So I think that like I don't know how long the infatuation with Oni Cult Anvil lasts, but it might just be a thing that's like here to stay. Mm-hmm. And the way they keep printing cards that just like have stupid extra things tacked onto them. Right. Right? Like Give me more game objects. I mean, you can see, like, the Brothers War, right? They just have some one-mana artifact that, like, makes extra artifacts. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I I guess I oversold the, like, oh, gosh, the three-mana, like, 2-2, like, the artifact creature that made a blood. I was like, oh, it's two artifacts, if that matters. Blood Fountain was just that card. (laughs) <laughs> it's just right. one mana that makes two artifacts. Yeah, it didn't need power and toughness. It yeah. just needed to be two artifacts. Yeah, I mean, realistically, some of those terrarians could be blood fountains, too. Yeah, and like it does a reasonable percentage of the of the thing. Mm-hmm. So there's also, so there's black, red. So just looking at the designations. So yeah. we went over... Rakdos, Blood, and Jun Sacrifice. They just have a black red that has Oni called Anvil in it. Let's look at that. Um, so this... Okay, it's the... 
it's effectively the same deck. I don't yeah. know why this one got to be black red, any other one got to be blood. But well, I mean, it's that deck. thing you get early on and early on in a uh, like a standard yeah. season or wherever where like the names kind of haven't congealed yet. Yeah, I guess I guess the difference is it doesn't have a blood fountain, so it doesn't reach the level of having oh. nine things that make blood. <laughs> so it's not all about the blood. Yeah, it only has it only has eight. Yeah. All right. Um, I have not super looked, but I've also not been hit over the head with like any. Hey, there's some cool modern, uh, new modern decks with um, cards from Kamigawa. So I've not seen any of that. So we don't have any yeah. uh, modern stuff to talk about. I think like there's enough that people are talking about in other formats where like maybe the focus isn't on modern right now. Yeah. Um and I will say that like on some level that's good. Mhm. Right? Like it's it's good that like maybe uh a f- a new set impacts like Pioneer as the oldest set it impacts as opposed to also breaking modern and legacy like it'd be super concerning if oni called anvil was like getting played in legacy yeah right <laughs> it's not the kind of card that sees playing legacy yeah but w- what i mean is like if there was just like oh there's a whole new archetype because yeah. oni called anvil got printed which has mm-hmm. happened recently so i guess it's good that it's kind of like look at these cool new like grease fang and anvil decks in pioneer and then it's just like yeah, modern's still modern. We got Basaju. We got to naturalize on a land. That's good, but it's it's fine. Um, so speaking of all that, I'll go. Hey, it's good that like modern's not thrown on its head. Legacy. Now I'm gonna have to read this card, but um, I think I posted this one up in chat when I got spoiled in our Discord. Uh, okay, I did not see it, so I. Um, I was just, just shocked when, um, when I, uh, I was, um, uh, got a Twitch notification from, uh, the, what's his name? Oh, three been you. Not three been you. Oh God. The legacy, uh, legacy guy. Anzid? Anzid. That was like. Like playing some tournament, it was like I think the turtle's gonna win, and I was like, "It's the stupid like uh, channel turtle." Is that in Legacy? What is going on? And then I went, and it was Kappa Cannonier. Yeah, Blastoise. Uh, Blastoise, and so uh, this card is silly. And it doesn't look silly, but then when you think about it, it is completely, totally silly. Um, So it is a six mana, five and a blue, four, four for an artifact creature, Turtle Warrior, that has Improvise. So So it's Convoke with Artifacts. You can tap Artifacts to help pay for its cost. Um, Innocuous, but um, ridiculous piece of text one. Um, It has Ward 4. Basically hexproof and legacy. Yes, like getting to five mana, no, not. 
So, like, if you don't get it on the way down, you're just not getting it. Mm-hmm. And then, whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on Kappa Cannoneer, and it can't be blocked this turn. It Wait, is- so you're telling me that I want to play a bunch of artifacts to make this thing cheap, so mm-hmm. it's going to be in a deck with a bunch of artifacts, and then whenever you cast any more artifacts, it's going to be huge and unblockable? Yes. Hmm. Uh, and effectively hexproof. Um, yeah. And so it is... Uh, and itself is an artifact, so when it comes into play, it gives itself a counter. Oh, it does. So it's a 5-5. Five, five. Nice. And it was... Perfect. I heard it uh, compared to... Uh, Anzid was like, I think we should just play True Name Nemesis here. Because, you know, people die to True Name Nemesis. <laughs> and he meant, oh, we're going to play Cap and, uh, Kappa Cannoneer. Yeah. Uh, so... It is like kind of true name nemesis, where mm-hmm. if you play an artifact, it's unblockable, a la true name nemesis. Yep. Um, it's got ward four, so it can't be targeted by any of your opponent's abilities. I guess, like, do we get back to a word where we're playing Council's Judgment? Maybe. Right? So the trick for everyone is Council's Judgment doesn't target. You right. just vote for a permanent, and that permanent goes bye-bye. And so Council Judgment is a way around this. Um, and then it's in it, it had they play Psy, Master Thopterus. So you double up the uh, ETBs. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, watched a video from Thraben Yu, and he was like, hey, skip ahead to match two or match three to see Kappa Cannoneer in action. He was playing a Mardu Tokens deck. Mm-hmm. And... His opponent played a cap of cannon in the air and then started stringing together thought casts with a sigh out. Oof. And they ended the turn with it being an 11-11, the turn it came into play. Wow. Uh, and then they played an artifact and killed him the next turn because it couldn't block it. And he had like a swords in his hand. It's just like, I, I can't <laughs> ever get the five mana. Like yeah. this is not a thing that can ever happen. So crazy, yeah. So like the like shell, you can't even play edict edict effects against it because like the whole deck is random like garbage artifact creatures. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even know Urza was being played, and Urza is fifty dollars. Wow. Uh, oh hey man, force Maybe of will- memory. A force of wills are a hundred and ten dollars again. Oh nice, nice. Uh. So it's got four chalices, four lotus petals, four mistress bubbles, four mox opal. You know that you just want artifacts when you're like, Urza's bobble. I choose you. <laughs> and then it's Ornithopter, got, get in here. We're we're not to Ornithopter, are we? No. No, okay. We're not, not to Ornithopter. Uh a welding jar. Just in case they're able to target your thing with word four. You can yeah. regenerate it. Uh, and then it's, uh, it's of course, it's an Urza Saga deck. So you've got Aether Spellbomb, Retrofitter Foundry, which are $40 now. Wow. Uh, Shadow Spears, which are $20. That's crazy. Uh, Spring Lily Drum. That was Drum. just a rare, right? It's just a rare. Wow. Uh, 
And like Theros got like its full run or almost its full yeah. run before uh, COVID hit. Yeah. Right. Like we we participated in large events that had uh, that had Theros as the newest Theros set. cards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a Springleaf drum. And oh my god, lightning greaves. <laughs> Just the fun of one of Lightning Greaves. Give it haste. Give it haste. Get in there. Yep. Get in there, little buddy. Uh, go, right. turtle, go. Um, Yeah, so, like, I don't know if this is just, like, the new hotness. Or if this is just going to be, like, the default, like, go-to deck. Because it's kind of a mush of two decks that um like of of the old like uh eight cast deck yeah uh this deck is called almost eight cast <laughs> uh but like the old eight cast deck and so this has got two thought monitors and three thought casts mm-hmm. all right and then it just has this like giant unstoppable game ender in the deck cannon as well. turtle yeah it's just got a cannon turtle so i don't know if this is like the final form of the deck but when you resolve a kappa cannon there it uh it gets them dead real fast well yeah in a deck where you play 20 artifacts that cost zero mana yeah, and you're just like doop 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 doop. Yep. Uh, okay, so depending on where you look, uh, so good old Capricanum near nineteen dollars. Though they don't have any on uh, Card Kingdom, but they were as low no. as seven dollars. But apparently, that those all stopped, disappeared. Yeah, so. If you were, uh, if you really wanted these, it might be in your best interest to find the uh, vehicle commander deck. Yeah, that's where it came from. Uh, because between this and then the thing that turns uh, creatures into vehicles, mm. right, there's a lot of value in that commander deck. Yeah. If you can find it anywhere near like list price. So, yeah. So it's it's interesting that like it's not even a card from the main set. It's a card from the commander product. Commander card, yeah. That is like, oh, I won't say it broke legacy, but it's having a an outsized impact. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how much it is on Moto. Oh gosh, uh, you got it pulled up right there. I have it pulled up. Where do I find the... Oh, here's Tabletop. Change version? No. How do I change it from Tabletop? Ah. I am not smart enough to do this. Uh, oh, there it is. Gosh. The the price on Moto is 96 tickets. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The, Isn't gosh, that I, what, um like... Angie's Ravager is too, though. Is it? That was another card that like sees play in Legacy that's only from a Commander deck. 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, and I'm not going to be able to spell Anji. Like, let's not kid ourselves here. Oh, wait, maybe, maybe I figured it out. Anji's Ravager. There we go. Survey says. Yeah. Oh, hey. Magic Online is a cheap way. Oh, my gosh. It's. It's in two commander. It's 37 tickets. Oh, okay. It's in two commander products. They're just like thumbing their nose at everyone on Magic Online. <laughs> They're like, it was in Commander 2019. And we put it in in a Shred Crimson Val Commander. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're just not going to be able to get this card, people, at like a reasonable price. Yeah. Sorry, um, Magic Online. Sorry, Magic Online. So, the next thing, uh, probably have a little less. I've seen one is one is just a tweet that I saw, mm-hmm. and that just like made me happy. And one is uh, here in Popper, perhaps the best deck. Okay. And the best deck. This was a uh, uh, a, a Thraben new video, mm-hmm. and it is uh like. Mono blue ninjas. Yeah. With, that, I mean, that was like kind of a deck already before this set, right? Was it ninjas uh, a thing in Pioneer? Yes, it absolutely was. But it was like ninja of the. Or, of the I'm deep sorry, hour. not Pioneer. Popper. Popper. But it was yeah. ninja of the deep hours mm-hmm. and not. Uh, uh, Moon Circuit Hacker. Moon Circuit Hacker. So I brought up a a list and it was from the from the popper challenge on whatever day uh it doesn't say or i'm not smart enough to see it um but like it doesn't have moon circuit hackers in it but then you go down in the like creatures uh uh in this deck and it's like oh yeah 57 percent have four moon circuit hackers yeah and then 52% have Delvers. So it seems like Moon Circuit Helver, uh, Hacker is taking Delvers' spot. Yeah. So, and I'm looking at Mono Blue. So, looking at another one. Here we go. Fairy Miscreant, Fairy Seer, Moon Circuit Hacker, Spell Stutter mm-hmm. Sprite, Ninja of the Deep Powers, and then Spire Golem. Ooh. Yeah. A six and a two four flyer with affinity for islands. There you go. So when you're mono blue, there you go. It's um, a three drop. Or it's a zero drop. Yeah. Right? Like you attack with your two four in the air that it can't block, then you ninja in moon circuit hacker and then replay your two four flyer for free. Yeah. Uh seems seems good. So, like, Moon Circuit Hacker is just going to, like, kind of do work for it. Like, it does everything this deck wants to do, right? It, like, picks up all the creatures that it plays, ETB, and do something. Mm-hmm. Right? It picks them up to let you uh, redo the thing. And it draws you a card when it hits the first time. Like, it's perfect. Yep. And... The deck's playing Snap, which I didn't realize Snaps were this expensive. Uh, but 
right? So, like, you can attack and they can block your Moon Circuit Hacker and not your other creature. You can snap your Moon Circuit Hacker back to your hand. Oh, that's cute. And then you can... And then flash it back into play with Ninjutsu? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it just, it just does everything. So, yeah. gets to play Honest to Goodness counter spells, right? Like, the sideboard's a little weak, but... You know, we're on like the Anal plan and the the Steel Sabotage plan. But hey. And gut shot. Need removal. Gut shot him. Get him. <laughs> Get him. Plays hey, 18... it kills opposing moon circuit hackers. Yeah. Plays 18 islands. It's also wild that like it doesn't have any cantrips. Oh, yeah. Right. The closest thing is of of one mind, which, you know. Cards, cards, good. Uh, but like you now, you have a good enough mix of humans and non-humans. You have what eight humans now? Yeah. So like you have enough humans to make of one mind like actually like a reasonable magic card. Yeah. Like one mana draw twos checks notes are always good. Yep. So yeah, uh, Moon Circuit Hacker is just like making things, uh, making things go, and like make it happen. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It has not built a uh, new archetype, but mm. it like really strengthened an existing archetype. Yeah. So, let's see here, here we go. Ooh. Okay. So I was like, I like search for uh, mirror shell crab because that was the other card I wanted to talk about, and mm. uh, I just. Not what I was looking for, but the title of the deck was Cycle Storm. Okay. Uh, made by uh, Bryant Cook. Do you recognize that name? Bryant Cook? No. Yep. Uh, that's the guy who made Tess. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's got, what is it? Song of the Damned. Black. Add black mana to your pool for each creature in your graveyard. Mm -hmm. Which then just lets you cycle more stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then it's got some card I've never heard of. Daedra's Ploy. Draw two cards yeah, and discard a card. You gain life equal to the number of cards you've discarded this store, uh, turn. Oh, that's a lot. And it has Jumpstart. Hmm. Uh, and then... <laughs> that's weird. Uh, well, uh, what's the storm part? It has reaping the graves. I don't know what that is. Uh, I think I have one. Uh, it is two and a black for an instant. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Storm. So you just return all your cyclers and do it again? Mm-hmm. So how's it win? Uh, checking. I am, so I feel like Daedra's Ploy, uh, you gain, like, infinite life. Uh, I don't, like, oh. So, they have, uh, Dranith Stinger. Oh. So, Death by a Thousand Pings? <laughs> yes. And they have Dranith Healer. So, you just get to, to do it. Gain all the life. Yeah. So it has repository scab, so you can like bring it, uh, bring back something that you need. Horror of the broken lands, 
Street Wraith, Imposing Vantasaur. Um, this, oh, this is a pauper deck. Yes! Oh. Because <laughs> I was looking for the mirror shell crab thing that I had seen before, and then I just saw yeah, I just Cycle Storm, it. and I was like, what is this? And this is amazing. The old 12 land deck. This is um, this is everything I ever want to do. Four of them enter tapped. <laughs> it's popper, baby. Like what? What more could you want than I need to have four copies of Reaping the Graves? And why is Cabral Ritual seven dollars? Uh, hey, don't worry, it's only two hundred and fourteen ticks on Magic Online. Oh, this this deck, God. They're all Lotus Petals. It's all fifty dollars in lotus petals. Yeah, I I still have extra lotus petals for them at fifteen. And, well, it, this is Magic Online. Yeah, but, but Magic Online is uh, yeah. Let's see on Magic, yeah, hundred. So this deck is one hundred and fifty dollars in lotus petals and thirty eight dollars in pyroblasts. And then, so yeah, fourteen dollars for the entire rest of the deck. I mean, am I willing? Would I be willing to play this on Magic Online without Lotus Petals and without Pyroblast? Well, Maybe. I mean, if you buy Lotus Petals, you're closer to uh, depths. depths. Yeah. Uh, so one of my plans, get ready for this, dear viewers, is I'm going to, I'm going to liquidate some more uh, foils, and I might uh, invest in a smallish Magic Online collection. Ooh. That this could be this could be it like this might have to get put together like now <laughs> like this might just have to like exist it on my person because wild just <laughs> wild 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 wildness here like this is just this is just great anyway and I don't even know like I asked for mirror shell crabs there are no mirror mirror shell crabs in this I don't know why. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> like we came here for mirror shell crab, and it was like decks using mirror shell crab cycle storm, and it said there were two of them, and I went in and I saw no crabs. There are no yeah. crabs, right? No crabs. I didn't see any. No. No crabs. I do not know why someone thought there were mirror shell crabs in this deck, um, but the thing I wanted the mirror shell crab about was. Um, there was a there was a list that someone brought up that had um uh someone tweeted about oh god it was one of the guys on the uh popper play committee that he turned three countered someone's spell with a mirror shell crab turned four <laughs> late for dinner day <laughs> that's cute too amazing like that's great yeah. Like again, is it top tier? Probably not. Is it? But certainly no cycle storm. No, no. I know it was not our planned journey, but sometimes it's just, it's just worth like doing, right? Yeah. Uh, and then there's this other person who played it, whose name is Raptor. Is it the Raptor? <laughs> but no, no, it's Raptor. Uh. Josh Utter Layton is now just play Storybook Brawl. The game's awesome. I mean, I haven't played in like a week or two, but 
Yeah, no, no, I'm not hating, but he just he got the Magic Hall of Fame and was like, I'm out. Hey, when you get when you put your uh, new computer together, you can get on Storybook, bro. Yeah. Oh, this version had mystical teachings. Ooh. Yeah, this is this is just this is just all the stuff. They cut. Uh, oh, they cut the uh, exhumes. They don't want to have the out to just like mystical uh, to exhuming a uh, a striped river winder on turn two. <laughs> hey, because sometimes you just accidentally get them. Yep. And I'm here for that. I'm here for the accidental get ems. How'd you win? I accidentally got them. Awesome. In. Sometimes that just happens. Sometimes it does. And you feel like a genius. And you're like, well, can't do any better than that. <laughs> uh, yeah. This one has Architects of Will. Even better. Old All living end card right there. Yeah. All the things I could possibly want to do. But Magic Online, we really have to like work on Lotus Petals being... $40 a pop. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, you can make any number of them. You just go in and, like, turn a slider. I guess, like, it wasn't ever in anything, though, right? It was in Tempest Remastered. And, like, was Mystery Booster ever on Magic Online? I don't think. Um, so, so it's just Tempest Remastered? I think so. I'm like, yeah, I'm on the Moto version, and from the Vault Exiled has an amount, the foil. Tempest mm-hmm. Remastered, foil and non foil. Uh, Tempest has a, a uh, Moto price. Um, okay, the Kaladesh Invention is nine ticks. Oh, well, there you go. What the, yeah, Kaladesh Inventions foil that is $422. I got off mine uh, yeah. for like 300 a piece buy list. Amen. Uh, is nine ticks. I would spend $36 on some like uh, weird looking Lotus petals uh, on Moto. There you go. Yeah, just wild. But then, okay, real quick, we gotta wrap up the show. But then mm-hmm. it's like going through. It's like, oh, okay, decks using Lotus Petal. Legacy Doomsday. Guess how much Legacy Doomsday costs? I have no idea. I mean, it's got four thousand dollars worth of underground fees. Yeah. Sixty-one hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, thirty hundred dollars in underground seas. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Not surprising. Wild. Anyway, so other than our uh, our little diversion into uh, Cycle Storm, which you're welcome. Brian's uh, new favorite deck. My new favorite deck. Just, just how do you win? I make enough. I make enough mana and I figure it out. The end. <laughs> Ham sandwich. Ham <laughs> sandwich. I'm going to gain infinite life or I'm going to deal you infinite damage with Drana Stingers. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, like this set seems to have like hit the right note of it's putting neat decks into the formats 
but not like annihilating them. Yeah, I think like all of the things that we said about limited last week that make it a cool limited format, I think apply to every constructed format as well. And I think that's why you're seeing like so many of these cards show up across formats because the cards are fun to play with. And while they may not be the best thing to do, they're fun and people are having fun exploring them. And yeah, again, that's exactly what I like about the limited format. There's so much to explore so many little knobs to turn and synergies to pair together. And I don't know. It's awesome. This is, I think one of my favorite sets and I really didn't have high expectations for it going into spoiler season. Yeah, I will, I will agree. I did not have a ton of high hopes for it, but it has, it is very interesting and it has been fun. And like, I want to, like, I want to like, I played standard. Yeah. And when was the last time you did that? (laughs) Oh, I cannot tell you. Yeah. But I mean, so even like, we didn't even touch on like, Oh, what was that? What is that green like two two that when you were casting enchantment it gets a plus one plus one counter? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we didn't touch on that. There's also Light Paws Emperor's voice. Mm-hmm. Like that card's getting played in uh the black white auras deck in Pioneer. Yep. Right? You could also see the uh the green card getting played in this, right? Where you're like, oh hey, I'm just gonna like uh like become white green. Mm-hmm. And just go like be big dog, just go mm-hmm. go huge. Um, right? You could cut some all that you could like cut some of these like auras and be like, you know what? I'm just gonna play Makoto's Reign of Truth for like yeah. all that glitters like five through eight, and just yep. get them that way. So there are just so many things that you can like randomly do that are cool and interesting and just like oh this is fun Mm -hmm. and we've not had a lot of like like this is fun stuff (laughs) right like the it's it's been a while since we had a fun format instead of just a powerful or yeah whatever format they were very good at printing powerful formats they were less good at print or making powerful cards they were less good at making like cards that were fun, but also hit that right level of power that they actually saw play. Yeah. So, all right. With all of that, I think we have a fun show. We do. It was a blast. Yeah. It was sweet. Lots of sweet decks. Lots of sweet decks. So yeah. if you want to like uh, get at us and participate in the conversation and just say, hey, check our uh, description for all of our ways to get at us on social media. Yeah, and Discord. Link in the yes. description for Discord. Hop in there. Um, if you guys want to support the show, please use our TCG Player Affiliate link when buying singles. It's tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, we would appreciate it if you threw us a couple bucks at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to our show notes. They get access to our pre-show recording. And once in a while, I think throw something out as a little give back um i actually sent the give backs out on saturday so they should be in your hands within a few days of you hearing this i would imagine Um, nice so thanks to the patrons you make all this happen you do yep so anything else no so with that i guess we'll catch you guys on the internets
We'll catch you on the internet.